Alien Fugue is a scenario based on the Alien role-playing game, published by Free League Publishing, and written by Adam Gilbert. We would like to warn our listeners that this scenario contains themes of memory loss, violence, body horror, and death. For these reasons, Distant Grey Gaming recommends that this scenario is not for young ears, or for those of a nervous disposition. Thank you, and enjoy Alien Fugue. You're sitting in a bed in some sort of a living quarters and uh, a young boy, maybe nine or ten years old, with a shock of blonde hair and crystal blue eyes, comes running into the room and jumps into the bed beside you, giving you an enormous hug. And you look to your left and there's a woman who looks to be maybe in her mid-thirties sitting beside you and she hands you a small gift wrapped in shiny blue paper with a white bow and her auburn hair hangs in ringlets over her shoulder and her deep brown eyes never leave yours as she whispers happy birthday you feel happy and you feel content and behind her you see a large window which frames a desolate gray rocky landscape distant jagged mountains encroach upon a night sky filled with brilliant stars but then you are torn from this dream by an alert tone Warning. Proximity alert. Unidentified spacecraft moving into docking position. So your eyes open and you find that you're actually lying on a graded floor in some kind of room. Red emergency lights twirl above. This place is not familiar to you. You have a headache and your vision is a little blurry. What do you do? Um, rub my eyes to make sure this is real Mm. and then sit up and try and figure out where I am okay well you rub your eyes and and look about and you can see that um, there are a line of seats with safety harnesses that line one long wall of what you now see to be a rectangular room roughly 30 meters long by six meters wide and at one end you can see an open door through which you see a piloting station and green text flows across consoles and monitors and the piloting chair in there is empty. And you can see just beyond that a viewport um, out into space. And as your eyes sweep back across the room, you see that the wall opposite the aforementioned seating uh, features some uh, storage lockers and a workstation with a computer terminal. And at the end, there is a storage unit containing some EVA suits, uh, space suits for spacewalking and uh, at the opposite end of this room to the the piloting station is an airlock door and that's currently closed and in front of that airlock uh, you can see that there's a person lying on the floor motionless so what do you do now uh go up to the person sitting on the floor um and try and have a look see what happened to them okay so the the person 
appears to be um, they're, they're male. They're, he's probably in his mid-twenties. He's got dark hair and you can see he has a close-cut beard. He's got olive skin and yeah, he's he's not moving. He's like he, he's he's not he's, he's not responsive to anything. Um, you know that the sirens mm-hmm. are still blaring away, but he's he seems to be completely out. He's wearing a flight suit. What is that like a jumpsuit type thing? Um, and the name Mirandi is embroidered on their flight suit. And so while, while you're examining, they, there's another message that comes across the the, the PA. Warning, airlock coupling complete. Warning, airlock coupling complete. So it would seem that another ship is docking and connecting with the ship that you're on at the moment. And you can imagine that you will, that someone or mm-hmm. something will probably be coming through the airlock door um, in the very near future. So um, we'll... yeah, I want to. So I want to. The guy on the ground. I want to like put the back of my fingers like to his face and his hands to see if they're cold or warm or okay yeah all right you do that and he does feel cold okay yeah all right well that answers that question um is there a window to the airlock door uh no it's just uh it's it's basically a, a completely opaque sort of bulkhead type thing to the to that yeah um i think i'll go to what I assume is like the cockpit where I mm-hmm. saw like the pilot's chair and the green text and see what the monitors say, see if I can see anything out in the other viewport. Yeah, okay. All right, so from the piloting station, as you get to the viewport, you can see there is a, a spacecraft alongside um, alongside the vessel that you're on. And on the side of it, uh, you can see that it says USCSS Saratoga. Uh, that's the name of that, that other ship. Mm-hmm. And the monitors that um, are there in the piloting station, the text that is reading on them, is basically those sorts of warnings that there is a, a vessel, another vessel in proximity, and um, possible possible docking action is is underway. And that's all you can glean from that. And in this time that you've been making those observations, that that airlock door, um, you can hear some activity on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, from where you are, so it would seem there's yet yeah, people or some something on the other side of the airlock door right now. Um, are there any like I don't know, I guess like objects or belongings sitting out in like the pilot's station? Uh, not so much in the piloting station. Uh, mm-hmm. There was uh, some items strewn across the desk out um, in in the main area. So on that desk out there, there was a there was a computer terminal. There was also you could see some computer equipment like a sort of small something something called a PDAT, which is basically mm-hmm. a data tablet, so like an iPad type sort of yeah. thing. There's some paperwork. Uh, there was also a large sort of lockbox type thing, like a toolbox uh, thing on on top of the bench as well. Um, so at at a glance, that what that's what you've seen in there. Uh, but there's not much in the piloting station if you're in there at the moment. Yeah. If I look down at myself, what am I wearing? Uh, you're wearing a jumpsuit, uh, much like the person lying near the airlock, and you do catch that you've got a name embroidered on your jumpsuit as well, which reads Mills, M-I-L-L-S. Okay. Do I have anything in my pockets? Uh, if you search your pockets, there's nothing in there. All you've got really on you is the jumpsuit that you're wearing. Uh, you've got a wristwatch on, um, but that's that's it. Okay. Yeah. So the airlock door does open, and you can see there's four people standing there on the other side. And if you're, are you you're still in the you're still in the piloting station? Yeah, I imagine I would be like. As I'm sort of realizing that, like I look at my clothes, I'd sort of be in that doorway that's between the piloting station and the yeah main hallway, so I could see like the doors open. Right. Okay. Um, uh, so, so are you um, sort of actively trying to conceal yourself, or you're just no, no, no. I'm just, just standing, sort of yeah, okay. just standing there. A right. Bit okay. Stunned. All right. So um, the the four um, individuals sort of slowly step in into the vessel that you're on, mm-hmm. and one of them 
kneels down and is examining the the person who's on the floor and um that that person who is is looking at um the person on the floor uh from from this distance you can see um that it's a female and mm -hmm. she has uh, long red hair uh, in a ponytail um, she's got quite a slim build and she's maybe about five five eleven the others um one of the the other three really stands out from the others because he's he, he's closer to six four strongly built mm. he's got a crew cut and he's looking quite he looks quite menacing uh he's he's got his service pistol drawn they haven't seen you yet uh, at this okay. distance they're more examining the immediate environment as they step through but uh -huh. he's got his weapon drawn uh just uh you know looking cautious i suppose and uh of the other two there's a man who's about 510 medium build and short curly sort of sandy brown hair as far as you can tell he's clean shaven and he seems very calm and collected he doesn't really look on edge the way that the taller man does mm -hmm. and the the final person is uh, a female who has medium length dark hair and a tight braid and she's got um, very dark olive skin and she's probably the shortest of the four maybe about five eight but she sort of exudes a certain sort of confidence um, and she's also got her sidearm drawn as well but it's probably the m43a service pistol which is fairly common um, sidearm yeah. on the frontier and they're just sort of sweeping through slowly um, examining you know looking looking for signs of life i suppose yeah. and um they're, they're getting closer to towards the piloting station yeah. uh, is there anything you want to do before they find you there or i, f I feel like I'd, I'd want to not be discovered but make myself known so i'll sort of put my hands up not like straight up in the air but sort of at about my shoulders and take a couple of steps forward until they okay notice me right okay okay so they they get closer and they they the calm and collected looking fellow he, he he spots you and he goes oh, hello there you can see he's got your hands up so yeah he's he's going he, he just says hello my name's um officer tiernan and we're with the the colonial marshals we're responding to a distress call you know uh, are you uh, can i confirm are you are you carrying any weapons on your person at the moment uh no i don't have any weapons okay good it, it was it you who issued the distress call i'm i'm honestly not sure i woke up about five minutes ago on the floor um and i'm not 100 percent sure what's going on okay um are, are you injured i don't think so i'll sort of look myself over feel my okay. like limbs and stuff or any cuts or anything like that no you're not showing any signs of yeah. any wounds or anything like that he goes, okay. He says, if it's all right, we're just going to come up and just perform a quick search. Of course. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, so he 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 says to to his sidekicks, you know, like, can you can you just please uh, check him out? So the the large guy who looks quite mean and and tough, he comes up and he he doesn't take his gun off you. He's still he look he's looking at you in a very untrustworthy way. Yeah. Um, as he gets close, he's you can see he's got quite dark, cruel eyes and he's got a five o'clock shadow and his lips are together but you can imagine behind those lips are a set of really tightly clenched teeth he's just hmm. like he's got a grimace on his face and he looks a bit sleep deprived as well and the the other person who had her sidearm drawn she uh she comes up but she actually holsters her weapon and then she conducts a, a quick pat down of you mm -hmm. but she's looking at you yeah not with any She's not looking at you like you're suspicious or anything. She's, yeah. you know, quite just going through things professionally. And, and um, yeah, she's satisfied that you're not carrying any any weapons. Uh, you can see that the uh, the name on her her uniform is Malik, M-A-L-L-I-C-K. And the six foot four guy, uh, his name is Rainer, R-A-Y-N-E-R. Also... Uh, the officer that spoke to you originally he's um come a bit closer his name is uh, T uh yeah he, oh, he said his name was tiernan t-i-e-r-n-a-n and he says okay the uh the the man on the floor over there do you do you have any recollection of what's happened to him our 
medical officer is looking him over, but is there anything we should look for? Uh, I, I, I'm not sure. I sort of woke up and he was already laying there, not moving or anything. Okay, and so you don't know if um, you don't know what sort of injuries he may have sustained. No, I'm not sure. I, I, mean, I didn't notice anything obvious when I was figuring out what was going on, but I, kind okay. of, I don't know what's happened. All right. He goes, okay. All right. He call he calls out to the to the woman who's leaning over him and says, you know, uh, Hayward, can you can you tell us anything about his condition? And um, do you know does he need anything? Um, and Hayward looks up at uh, Tiernan and says, yeah, the he only needs one thing, sir, and that's a body bag. And he goes, I see. Tiernan invites you to take a seat in one of those seats that lines yep. one of the walls. And he goes, I yeah. just yeah, I just want you to try and clear your mind for a second and just really try and hard to think um we received a distress beacon just simply that a ship was in distress um approximately 23 hours ago and ours was the nearest colonial marshals vessel that could attend do you have any recollection of you know anything that happened before that time you know what i suppose i'm saying what's the last thing that you can remember um the last thing i remember was waking up on the floor just over there the alarm was going off saying there was a, a ship approaching okay and that's that's it there's nothing before that no sorry i, I was having a dream but i don't okay. know how real it was right so well we can, we can see your name is mills we, we at least know your surname do you have a first name do I have a first name? Like, I, is do. there any, like, any... You yeah, well, I, I, you I assume it. I do, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I just wasn't sure if there was any, like, checks I could do about remembering, but no. Yeah. I, I, I'll just say that I, I, I can't remember. Okay. All right, he says, all right, all right, just uh, just sit tight for a minute. What we're going to do is we're going to have to search the vessel because the fact is there is a deceased person on board mm-hmm. um, and we need to try and, uh, I guess, maybe secure the scene, you could call it. Uh, and yeah. just see what we can uh, you know unfortunately you can't tell us much in your current condition you may have sustained some sort of an injury which has you know led you to have some short-term memory loss mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully that'll return but in the meantime what we're going to do is conduct a search of the ship and yeah just see if we can piece together this puzzle so he uh, instructs the other crew members Rainer and Malek to, to to search the vessel and collect any sort of evidence that would need to um, be processed. So they, um, Malik goes over to the, the bench and is um, collecting things off the, like the, the data tablet and the, the lockbox that was there and a few other small items. Rainer goes off to the piloting station and he returns with like a, it's like a flight recorder. Um, mm-hmm that here yeah, belongs to this vessel so they're gonna um, try and examine that and Tiernan um, he, he's sitting he's sort of just hanging around with you and he notices above, underneath one of the seats where you're sitting he actually notices something and he reaches down and picks it up and it's actually a, it's a service pistol just like the ones that they're carrying themselves but they obviously didn't bring it on board mm. and he says um do you know is can you recall if this weapon belongs to you or maybe the gentleman, the deceased gentleman? I, 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 I couldn't tell you, sorry. Yeah, he says, okay, that, okay that's all right. But um, look, we're going to take this into evidence. What, he says, what I, what I propose we do now is that we probably bring you on board the Saratoga, our ship, mm-hmm. yep. and we'll, I'm, I'm going to ask our medical officer, Hayward, to conduct um, an autopsy on the deceased gentleman and um, I'll also get her to have a look at you as well just to check um, whether you've sustained some sort of injuries and maybe she can tell us a bit more about why why you can't remember anything Um, so it's um, and is there anything you want to do there on the on that ship before they take you aboard or not that I can think of no Mm -hmm. okay no problem. All right. Well, what what they do then is Malik and Rainer are tasked with bringing Mirandi's body on board the the Saratoga. So they they carry him through the airlock, and there's a like a like an umbilicus tunnel sort of thing that leads back through to their ship, yep. and they take him through. 
Hayward grabs a few of the items that they want to take through to examine and process into evidence. Um, and Tiernan just ushers you through the, through the tunnel as well. Um, so what I'll get you to do now is refer to that map that I, that I sent you. Yep. So right, yeah. the, their ship has three decks. Uh, there's an upper and lower deck, and between those there's a main deck. And the airlock is um, labelled as 0.6 on that map. So when, when you come through into their ship, that's, that's where you show up. Yeah. And the, when, you, when you arrive, you can't see where the other crew have gone, but yeah. Tiernan uh, says, um, he says, okay, you're, you're more than welcome to take a right here and head towards the rear end of the ship and there's our lounge in there. Just make yourself comfortable. You can you know, make yourself a cup of coffee if you want. Um, there's probably some prefab meals. Uh, just try and you know relax um, and just see what you can remember if you know anything he says i'm what i'm going to do is i'm going to go upstairs to our ops area and i'm actually going to get to work on your flight recorder because that's that should hopefully fill in a lot of the blanks um with what's going on and he goes um so you know make yourself at home um you're you're welcome to have a look around um i don't mind you know you can't really go anywhere (laughs) so um you're yeah you're welcome to have a look around uh probably don't go down to the lower deck that's where we keep all of our contraband stuff that we seize so i'd ask that you don't go downstairs um but otherwise yeah it's not a large ship so if we need you we will be able to find you quite easily okay no worries all right so he he um goes off to the he goes back through where the airlock door is and beyond that and turns right so he's going to make his way to the ops center yeah, uh, so he leaves you alone in the lounge. Alone in the lounge. So what? What do you want to do? Is there a like a bathroom attached to this lounge? There's not in here. No, not in this section. But okay, there would be one on the ship. Yeah, uh, that's all right. Um, I don't want to wander out of the lounge and mm-hmm. you know get them worried about me running away or anything like yeah. that. Um, oh, but he I said guess... he, he said you're welcome to, to wander okay. around the ship. Um, it's not a big ship. It's quite small, yeah. quite a small vessel. So I'll, if you wanted I'll... to walk around a bit, you could. Yeah. I'll go and grab like, just a glass of water to begin okay. with um, okay. and drink that. Right. Um, and just, I guess, look around the lounge first and see what's here. Okay. Yeah, so in, in the lounge, there's a, there's a table with about six chairs around it. There's also some, like, sofa lounges as well um, against different walls and um, this uh, also in this area there's actually some escape pods for this ship which are found on like the, the left and right and yeah. there's six in total Th- those escape pods are more for lower orbit evacuations uh, not deep yeah. space so you know you could go into deep space in one but you couldn't fly it anywhere you just float into nothingness yeah. and um, <laughs> yeah so but but there are escape pods there and then there's like a, a drinks sort of station and the usual kitchen mm-hmm. um, stuff, you know, microwaves and things for heating up the, the the things that pass as food when you're on one of these ships. So yeah, yeah, that's what you see in there. And there's also two doors in this area which indicate that they lead through to engineering. So mm-hmm. there's um, the, the areas that people would need to go to examine and fix the engines and that sort of thing. That's access from this part as well. Okay. Um, I guess I'll head back up the ship um, and see what's the other way. I don't want to snoop around in engineering in case right. I break something. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're heading towards, you're going to go for a walk towards the front of the ship? Yeah. Okay. All right. So you, you pass back through the that airlock area and beyond, and then you come to, there's a, a hallway, and on the left there's uh, what you see to be the medical bay. And it's basically a large glass, it's like a massive glass window, part of which is a, a door. And okay. inside you can see Hayward, so the, the lady um, with the, the red hair, the medic, she's uh, got Mirandi on the, on the table there. And she's uh, got you know, her data tablet out and it looks like she's starting to conduct her examination. Um, on, on the other side, there's um, the restrooms, and um, so there's a couple of toilets and what looks to be a shower. And there's also two stairwells in that area. And 
they're labelled, one, one is to the upper deck uh, for ops and the bridge, and one is for the lower deck being that sort of uh, storage area that TNN asked you not to, not to explore. Yeah. Um, but there's no doors there that are locked or anything. You could access either of them. Mm-hmm. Um, is there like a, a sink or a wash basin in the bathroom? There would be. Yeah, there's um, yeah, there's a couple of toilets, so there'd be some hand basins. and. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to just quickly give my, my face a bit of a wash and I guess look in the mirror because oh, not okay. remembering who I am, I just want to yeah, sure. If, yeah, I, okay. I imagine it would feel very weird to not remember yourself. So I guess yeah, like yeah. Okay. seeing my own face might jumpstart something. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so um, yeah, you, you go and splash some water on your face and you look up into the mirror and yeah the the man who stares back at you has very short blonde hair and piercing blue eyes fair skinned and you've got quite a short beard though somewhat unkempt and you've also got a small horizontal scar below your right eye and when when you when you see yourself in the mirror you automatically think of that boy that you saw in the dream or vision that you had Mm -hmm. just before you woke up on the on the other ship Okay. All right. Um, interesting. I guess I'll keep going for a wander, see what else is in the ship. Yeah, okay. Well, if you're continuing down that corridor, mm-hmm. you come to... Uh, there's six doors there, and they seem to be like crew cabins. They've, they've all got a uh, like a small bed in each one and some personal effects lockers, quite, you know, quite simple and humble accommodations. And so each door actually has a has a number on it. They're numbered one through six, and each door is made of metal. With a uh, half of the door is a window, and the lower half is is solid steel. Yeah. And some of them have um, like a curtain drawn across. Um, yeah. From the inside. And so, do you continue down that corridor? Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. yeah. I'll continue down. Sure. All right. So um, when you get to the very end there's like a forward bay um, it's like a storage area so you go in there and you can see Rainer is in there and he's just sort of looking through computer equipment um, there's it's like sort of spare parts and things uh, are lying in here on some shelving units which are attached to the walls and yeah, there's just sort of stuff everywhere. It, it looks like a, it's one of those rooms where if you don't know where to put something, you just put it in there. <laughs> um, so yeah, there, there's all sorts of stuff in there. And Rainer seems to be, it's, he's looking unhappy about it. It looks like he's been tasked with maybe sorting through this sort of stuff. Yeah. And when he, uh, he sees you walk in and he sort of stops and, and stares at you, but he's sort of at the far end. Uh, yeah. and you're just at the doorway at this point so what did you want to do now there's no like in, I, does it look like there's anything else in this room to I guess have a look at anything um, I don't know if interesting is the right word but yeah I, I mean there, there's a lot of I mean there's a lot of junk to look through you know there's tools and things lying around com- what look to be you know old computer terminals um, and some real engineering looking bits and pieces that maybe are parts of engines or uh, you know wire and that sort of stuff yeah um, is is there anything that I look at and I go like I know what that is yeah yeah thing things are familiar to you not in a that you've worked intimately with them before yeah but but certainly you're familiar with you know general sort of general equipment you find on spacecraft like terminals and that sort of stuff yeah so yeah, not it's not like everything's completely foreign and you have no idea what it is. You know, you'd look at something and go, "Oh, that's a you know certain model of computer terminal." Um, or, you know, you, you look at tools and you know yeah. what they're for and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I guess I'll give Rainer just like a bit of a polite nod and go back down the hallway. Okay. Sure. All right. So where, where are you going to go to exactly? Are you going to? I go guess to... I'll go to the upper deck. Yeah. Okay. It's there. Sure. Right, so if you go to the, you go back through that restroom area into one of the stairwells and leads up to the upper deck. And when you get to the top, you arrive directly into operations. And in operations, there's uh, some desks that line around the wall, and there's quite a lot of uh, computer terminals and monitors and screens and things in there. 
and Tiernan's in there and Malik is also in there as well and he looks up and he goes oh Bills how's it going you you settling in okay has anything come back yet uh not yet um I don't I I don't things seem familiar but not in a uh, I guess a, a triggering way so I guess I just have to wait a bit longer he goes okay sure yeah um yeah he says I, I, I had a quick chat with Hayward and she said um that you know this sort of memory loss typically is short term and hopefully with some rest you'll you know you'll start to regain things he says but um, I've I've plugged in the flight recorder and I've got some information off of it so I might I might just tell you what I've found out now because it okay. might yeah, might be good yeah so the the craft that that you're on um, it's actually the escape shuttle for another ship uh, like a larger ship and that larger ship we now know is the HMS Yamagata. Uh, that's um, actually a science research vessel. And what I know from the logs is that it was that particular ship was sent to rendezvous with another ship, um, which we don't know the name of, to collect some um, samples for study, um, some sort of a, a research package. That vessel, the, the Yamagata, had crew of 10 and I use the word had because what I know is that 23 hours ago the HMS Yamagata was set to self-destruct by the medical officer of that ship and that medical officer is Saeed Mirandi the man that we've got in our med bay downstairs okay and um, when he's telling you this the name Yamagata is familiar yeah Um, you know it's sort of you've got some vague recollection of what that ship was and you you also remember that the captain of that ship, her name was Sarah Henderson, and the chief science officer of that ship was Akira Hanzo. So those names sort of pop out as you know as he's talking about the Yamagata and and its um, fate. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so so he says, um, does it does any of this does any of this help at this point? Um, a, a little. Um, it's it it all sounds. I guess correct like it it sort of it has that sense of familiarity um I, I think I remember the captain's name Sarah Henderson and Akira Hanzo was the science officer and he goes oh yes yeah good yeah those that those details are here that's that's um yeah I can, I can confirm that that's right okay, um, that's good that's what the logs say here and you with the with the name Akira Hanzo it reminds you that you you feel like you you had something to do with the science division, like you're uh-huh. part of the science team yeah. on that ship. Um, you you sort of don't feel like you're associated with the with the I guess you know you you weren't in with the roughnecks um, yeah. fixing the engines and you 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 probably weren't flying the ship. You, you know that much. You, you feel mm-hmm. more like you probably worked in the science research area um, okay. of, of the Yamagata. And um, he says, okay, well, this, this is good. At least, you know, we can see you're starting to connect some dots, which is a good thing. So we're, we're going to continue to analyse this recorder because there's still a lot of information on there. It's quite well encrypted, but we've got the tools to, to break that. Unless, of course, you know the access codes, uh, but I'm thinking you probably don't. Um, <laughs> no, unfortunately not. So you can just leave us with that and we're going to, yeah, we'll, we'll crack on. Um, hopefully... Mm-hmm. Um, Hayward can tell us a bit more about Mirandi and what what happened to him. And he says, just out of interest, do you know, do you know where we are in space right now? Um, or, is there like know, a window? I'll sort of look out for any landmarks. But yeah, just, yeah, no, 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 there's, there's, there's no obvious <laughs> landmarks. No. Yeah, so I'll just. He goes, okay. Well, well sure. I can tell you we're in we're in sector three eight forty seven, which is about six parsecs forward of Sol sector, so about six parsecs from Earth. The nearest star system is JPG 770, and that has a planet um, which is home to the colony of Gorham's Folly. Yeah. That colony has about 700,000 colonists. And right. There's a Colonial Marshals um, Bureau there, um, which is our sort of main uh, main port. There's also the Colonial Admin like Law Courts and uh, basically a whole a whole raft of Colonial Administration branches there. And when he tells you that, that sort of is familiar as well. But you can't say um, you can't say why exactly. But the name Gorham's Folly is 
you know, a, a little light bulb sort of flickers on and off for a moment. Yeah. Okay. How do you spell Gorham? Sorry. So that's uh, G-O-R-H-A-M. Yep. Okay, cool. Thanks. All right. So he said, yeah, um, did you need anything else or do you want to... He said, you're welcome to um, use any of the spare cabins if you want to have a rest um, or you can stay in the lounge. Yeah. It's up um, to you. Um, which, which of the cabins are spare? I don't want to... Oh, he goes, oh, cabin, I know cabin six is free, so if you wanted to use okay. cabin six, that's right. fine. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, you're always welcome to use the lounge, and we'll, we'll come and get you if we've got any questions, and, of course, yeah. if anything comes to you, then just come and find us. All right, thank you. So what um, do you do? I guess I'd head downstairs. I, I don't imagine Haywood would have, like, obviously found out exactly what happened to um, Miranda yet, but I guess I'll go down and see if she knows anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, Okay. All right. So when, as you come downstairs and you come back into that, like the, the restroom area, yeah. Um, so you exit the stairwell, and you almost bump directly into Rayner, and it's like he was waiting there for you, and he um, he just stares like really intently into your eyes, and he's sort of got that twitch in his eye, and he's and he he through through these gritted teeth, he just says, "I know it was you." Excuse me. The guy in there. He goes. I know you did it. I, 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 I'm not sure what you think I might have did, but I. Well, he's dead, isn't he? I, yeah, I, yeah, but I don't know what happened. Well, there, I wasn't the only person on that ship, but. Well, we didn't find anybody else aboard that ship when we found you. I guess. I look. I. I, I wish I could tell you what was going on, but I, I really don't know. He says this um this I can't remember thing. It's I think it's got the it's got the captain fooled. It's got um it's got Tien and fooled. But you you don't fool me. I think it's only a matter of time until we pin this thing on you. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I guess we will. And with that, he just turns and walks off. But he he lets that scowling look really linger as he turns mm-hmm. away, and he he goes through into the or headed towards the lounge all right well i'm not gonna go there does it look like haywood's like i guess she's still working see looking through the she glass is. yes and, and um at this point i was gonna if you're going to see if you're looking at what she's doing mm-hmm. um yeah she, you can see she's still in there and i'll get you to make a skill check at this point so okay sure what that is it's going to be an observation role and uh-huh. so um, I can tell you now that your wits score is five. Yep. Cool. Yep. And your observation skill is three. So cool. uh, to do the observation test, you'll be adding those numbers together to roll eight dice all together. All right. And six is a successes, yeah? That's right. I got two. Okay, great. So when you look at her there, you can see that she uh, sort of catches the fact that you're looking at her, that, that you are observing her. Yeah. And she looks very fidgety and awkward. And she it's like she's now really trying hard not to make on, eye contact with you. So she seems quite nervous when, when she detects that you were sort of, you know, looking in there as you were. Is it, I'm not sure how much I'd be able to tell, but is it like a, you make me uncomfortable kind of nervous or yeah. she knows something yeah okay yeah i mean she's she just looks uncomfortable and yeah a bit fidgety and like she's trying not to look at you like you i guess you you probably you know locked eyes for half a second yeah uh, when she realized that you were there and now she's yeah just looking a bit all right uncomfortable um i'll i'll try and avoid making her uncomfortable so i guess i'll i'll head into um cabin six yeah um, okay and just have a nap i guess okay sure all right so yeah you go into cabin six and there's a yeah there's a bed in there and some personal effects lockers and also like there's also a small sink and a with a tap and uh, a mirror above it and that sort of thing mm-hmm. and so so you're just going to lie down for a while are you? yeah i mean do yeah. i do i feel tired um you feel tired yes you are quite tired i mentioned that you had a headache and that when you first yeah. came to the headaches passed, mm-hmm. but you do feel tired though. Okay, yeah. I figure going to sleep might be the best mm. chance to sort of get past this short-term memory loss and right. hopefully okay. I remember something when I wake up. 
Yeah. Okay. So when um, you're going to lie down and before you before you drift off, um, there's a knock at the door and you can see that Malik is on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. So she just sort of pokes her head in and asks, she says, are you, are you right? I just was, you know, wanted to just check on you, see how you're going. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm a bit tired. I was going to see yeah. if I remember something after a bit of a nap. Well, I hope, I hope so. I mean, it looks like you've connected a couple of dots so far. Hopefully, you can mm. get a bit more. Yeah, the um, yeah, Tiernan's still looking at the the flight recorder, and we know that there's actually some CCTV footage on there. We we haven't okay. uh, unencrypted it yet, but you know, hopefully, that'll really tell us a little bit more about has what you know what's happened. Hopefully, yeah. So you know, have you remembered much more about yourself? Um, um not a. Oh, a little bit, I guess. Some of the names that Tian gave me jogged a couple of things. I think I might have been, or am, I guess, some sort of science officer. But okay. beyond that, I'm not really sure. Yeah, sure. All right. Um, yeah. Can you remember much about your family life? Do you have any? You, you have, I think uh, I have a son. Okay. I, I, when I, before I woke up in the other in the escape pod, I um, I don't know, I was having a dream about my wife and child but i even i don't know if that's real yeah okay well i guess it could well be um yeah yeah i mean yeah family is sort of a real anchor you know um Mm. and hopefully if you can get more details about them that you'll um you know more will come back yeah speaking of kids i can't wait to get back to see mine the tian has just told me that we're going to actually make for the gorham's folly colony that he mentioned um mm-hmm. that's probably going to be our next uh our next stop so uh we're a fair way off but um okay that's did you mention how be. long it might take um from here i'd, I'd say it's probably going to take us a good maybe 15 hours okay yeah so okay. take a little while but uh, i just can't wait to get back and see my kids um i've got two two kids now amal he's eight and kalinda she's six you know they're both a handful but um you know, I just can't wait to see him again. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Do you guys, by the way, my first name is um, Bavani. You can call me Bavani if you like, but, you know, okay, I'll, thank I'll you. also answer to Malik. Yeah. I'd give you my first name, but I don't quite remember it yet. Yeah, that no. hasn't come back yet. Oh, well, no, not hopefully yet. Hopefully soon. And then she, she stands up and she looks out the window, you know, pokes her head out the door and looks left and looks right, um, like she's checking to see if the coast is clear sort of thing. And she goes, oh, by the way, um, you've probably already worked this out, but just be a bit careful around Rainer. Yeah, he um, he confronted me on the stairs after oh, operations before. Uh, he, I mean, he's understandably suspicious about me, but he wasn't exactly kind about it. No, he's... Um, Is he normally like that? He hasn't always been that way. He's always been a bit more edgy than the rest of us, um, mm-hmm. but... He's been really unusual over the last few weeks. We, we think a lot of it started when his wife went missing. Um, okay. He's really been struggling. Uh, she was working on a, a colony right on the edge of like UPP space, um, the, the colony of uh, Ariarchus. And uh, yeah. that, that site went, um, just went quiet um, like a Jeez. few months ago, uh, just sort of disappeared off the map it's really weird they um they knew that there was possible conflict with upp there but um for a uh, for a colony to just go completely silent that way is really weird um and he's not heard anything from her for um, a long time and we all fear the worst and it seems he does as well Mm. but um understand yeah it started with that but um then when we we were dropped into this um, part of space on our rotation so we, we had a, a few weeks in cryo to get to this sector Yeah. and um, when we when we came out of cryo we noticed that Rainer was you know really not quite himself and um, Hayward managed to find out by looking through some of the logs that Rainer had actually exited hypersleep a week before we got on site so he spent a whole really? week out of cryo while we're traveling it faster than light so and are you, are you familiar with the risks of of doing something like that uh not really no yeah it's um 
there's there's a really well known condition that can eventuate when you 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 spend time um, traveling at faster than light, um, and you're not in a cryotube, and that's a neurological distortion, um, okay. like syndrome. It's um, it, it can be a very very serious condition, and you know it can affect your personality. You can have all sorts of awful sorts of yeah neurological side effects and we're actually quite worried that that's what's happened um yeah and it's actually part of the reason why we're going back to the mm. gorham's folly colony because um tiernan wants to basically have him probably taken off rotation until he can recover or yeah until we can ascertain exactly what his condition is but um mm. yeah he's very un he seems to be very unstable so i would just caution you to avoid him when you can i know it's not easy on this ship it's not very big yeah. but just um yeah just watch your back i suppose okay thank you yeah. i really appreciate that all right and she says and for what it's worth um i i don't think you did it if this um person has you know died because mm. of foul play you just don't seem the type of thank um, you yeah well, but anyway hope, hope maybe get right. some rest and we'll we'll see you know how, how you go and as, as she um, go, goes up to, to leave Tiernan arrives with Hayward and um, Malik says oh is everything okay captain and he just sort of looks at it gives her a bit of a glance and he leans in and he goes um, I've uh, just come to inform you that Hayward's finished her analysis her post-mortem and it would seem that um, Mirandi was murdered did so did he, Hayward say what happened yeah Hayward tells me that the analysis of Mirandi's body indicates that he was uh, killed via asphyxiation and and Hayward Hayward that sort of leans in and she says the um, bruising around his throat that I found subdermal you know bruising really looks like like he's been strangled and there's um a detected burst like capillaries in his eyes and there's other other signs of asphyxiation there so it would seem that someone has choked him to death does this mean anything to you or does this i i, I don't know um I'm not, I'm not really sure okay well I, this is a difficult decision but given that you were the only other person on board the vessel when we arrived. With process of elimination, <laughs> you could call it. Yeah, no, um, I, I understand. Yeah, paints you as um, as a prime suspect. Now, we're going to follow full, you know, the proper protocols and continue our investigation. I think Malik may have informed you we've got some CCTV footage that we want to decrypt. Yes. Maybe this will paint things in a more favourable light towards you, but we've um, got to um, at this point assume that you could possibly be a risk to okay. to us as a crew so what i want to do is just confine you to these quarters until mm -hmm. we get back to the colony okay these cabins can be locked from the outside they double as you know not just accommodation for crew but they can be used to, to hold people who need to be in confinement so yeah uh yeah okay so he locks the door and they they all depart and and um malik hovers there for a moment and gives you a really sort of sorrowful look like i'm sorry this is happening to you sort of thing yeah and um and then she leaves but not too long after she departs Raina. So before before like after she leaves mm -hmm. do my hands feel sore i imagine I don't know how long no, it had been since. Like, imagine if I choked someone to death, my hands would be like strained or like. Yeah. Sore. Well, I mean, you don't you don't feel. Yeah. They don't feel sore okay. or yeah. injured no or strained, I suppose. Yeah. And um, yeah, not too long after they have all left, Raina comes by and looks in through the window and just gives you a really self-satisfied, smug look, <laughs> and then just and then he leaves as well. So yeah, you're left there in the cell. So what's your plan now? Um, I still feeling pretty tired. Yeah, I, I, um, I guess there's not really much for me to do in here other than sleep. Um, mm -hmm. Though I don't know how easy it would be, have like okay. thinking that I might be a murderer, but I'll give it a shot. All right, all right. Well, I mean, you put your head down and 
um, yep. after some time, I suppose, of, you know, tossing and turning. You can feel, you know, you have that feeling where you can feel sleep is coming to take you. Yeah. And um, you, you're back in that you're back in that space again, that living quarters, and you, you open that gift and it's a wristwatch. And you look up and the woman and the boy respond with these loving smiles and expressions of anticipation. And you turn the watch over and you find an engraving in the rear faces, uh, polished steel. And it reads, love always, A and L. And it's like got really, this really elaborate, you know, sort of style of engraving. And the letters A and L strike you like some sort of strong electrical current as the knowledge of their meaning is unlocked. And the name of the woman, your wife, in fact, yeah. is Angeline. Mm. And the name of the boy, your only child, is Lucian. Lucian. And you look up from the watch to thank them, but suddenly you're, you're no longer in that bedroom. You're still with Angeline, but you are now seated opposite her in what you know to be the tiny kitchenette of the same living quarters. And Angeline looks noticeably younger now. And she wears an expression which is equal measures of happiness and nervousness as she slides a postcard sized piece of paper across the table towards you. And you turn it over and at the top you read the words Etna Medical Center 2174.10.11. So that must be a date of the 11th of October 2174. And it says patient Angeline Mills. And below that title is a black and white image which you understand to be an ultrasound scan. <laughs> and you look back to Angeline across the table and she smiles fighting back tears of happiness. Alien Fugue was written and performed by Adam Gilbert. Mills was performed by Will Silva. They mostly create podcasts at night. Mostly. 2.8G uh, uh, right now and counting. Access distortion negative 1.